Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. Hello and welcome back to Travel Market Life. I'm your host, Ryan Haynes, and this episode is part of our media partnership with the ACE Hotel Tech Summit in September 2023. We're going to be covering saving thousands in hospitality IT projects by following 10 simple rules with Frank Wagner, the Director of International Sales Hospitality Group from Advanced Computer Technology. Check out the rest of the episodes from ACE Hotel Technology Summit, as well as our live LinkedIn session that we're going to be hosting. You can also follow our other podcasts through travelmarket.life, subscribe there to our newsletter or on LinkedIn, or of course, make sure you're following us on Spotify or your Apple, Google or Deezer podcasts. We'd also like to take this moment to thank you for being our listeners, as our listenership continues to grow month in and month out. It's a real honour and if you could take a moment to potentially just provide a rating and review of our podcast because it adds a real value to those who might be looking for a podcast to follow. Right, let's get on with the show. Travel Market Life. Frank, thanks ever so much for joining us today. So you've come up with these 10 simple rules. Uh, Can you tell me um, why? Yeah, thanks a lot, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Basically, uh, in my job, I do mainly IT projects and I see the same issues coming up again and again and they can be easily avoided. Uh, Most of the projects that we are doing are initiated too late. The scope definition is too cut short. The attention is not there of the people who are actually interested in the solution. And the training is superficial because it is not facilitated in the right way, or it is basically not the people that should get the training are not enabled enough to get it. And that's why I said, let give the people some rules and that allows them if they follow it to have a project as successfully, but as well as cost effective as possible. Absolutely. I mean, if you're spending not just thousands on the installation and development of the products and systems themselves, you're also spending that on the people. And that could actually affect the end guest experience, especially in the hotel today where experience is everything. Now, we're going to start off at point one. So point one, rule one, appoint a project manager. So let's look into this then, Frank. What is the key criteria, experience and skills to consider when looking at a project manager? The project manager, um, it's maybe a term that is shying people off uh, because it sounds expensive, but basically it just needs to be a person that is um, involved and interested in the project. And that might be an internal person as well as an external person. And um, with this role, The person should be in this role from the start of the negotiations until the uh, post-project life phase to accompany it and to drive it forward. It is very difficult in a larger organization if you do not have that person that is really as well taking the time to do this project. Hence, um, he does not need to be an IT 
expert, the thing that he needs to know is what he wants to achieve or what does the organization, the hotel want to achieve with this product, this solution or this suite of solutions that they are planning to implement. Now, I know, uh, particularly project managers, um, some of the issues that you can have is that if the person is not com have that vested interest, um, particularly if you pick up a project manager halfway through, uh, you're not necessarily going to have that buy in completely to see it through to the end. So that's one thing I believe that needs to be considered um, is, as you say, getting that person in from the beginning and ensuring that they are really excited and engaged in that project. Absolutely. And and we have a lot of customers who are not multinational companies. They are individual hoteliers sometimes, and they will not have a project manager. But then I strongly recommend that the owner or manager is really dedicating its time to the project. A project does not take forever, but it's really worth spend time to dedicate it on that during this Uh, process and the implementation. So rule two, define the full scope of the project in painstaking detail. So what are the key aspects to consider? The scope definition has multiple components. You have a software and hardware piece. You have interfaces to third-party systems that need to work. You have training requirements, that means who needs to be trained, what needs to be trained to whom, and when is it possible. There's a time schedule behind it, meaning you have to have a planned opening date. You have as well to plan the cutover process, which not only affects your operation, but as well your guests saying, hey, uh, sorry, I need to uh, charge you with the invoice the night before you leave, because tonight we are cutting over to a new system. So all these aspects are uh, super important and it means involving a lot of people in the process. So the important thing uh, in the scope is not uh, how do I do it, but to know what you want to achieve with this implementation. If you know what you want to achieve, then Everything else will lead towards it. And as well, you're starting to ask the right questions to your vendors. Important is you have to sit with a vendor that takes the time in the scope definition. If you just send somebody, send me an offer for implementing XYZ, you will get an offer for implementing XYZ the way he thinks it should be done. But if he knows your aims, then he can figure it and uh, customize it in the way that it helps in helping you. And one of the things you did mention there was make sure you involve all stakeholders, especially the internal stakeholders. As you say, you won't be able to make much momentum without having them on board. Uh, rule three, uh, compare offers. So how many suppliers should I be engaging? Uh, well, in our world, uh, this compare offer sounds uh, simple, but often... Uh, hoteliers are looking for a specific solution. We have a number of standard solutions in our industry. So people probably would sometimes go out and say, I compare PMSA with B with C, but this is a complete other animal. My idea is once I've decided which PMS I'm going with, in many cases, people think there's only one option to get it the local supplier or the national supplier or the, 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 the producer of it. But that's exactly a wrong idea. Um, always there's options that 
you have multiple vendors for the same product and they will give you similar but not similar offers. So it helps you understand the offering and the options. And as well, it's not always necessary to go to the supplier of a solution to say, can you send me, sell me a solution? Can you sell me the, the consulting and implementation and training? Um, so that is what I mean with compare offers. If you know what you want, don't think there's only one that's going to sell it to you. Rule four, uh, consider separating between hardware, software, and services. Why is this so important today then? Yeah, that actually plays back to the previous questions. Um, you have in many cases, people who think it is best for them to uh, have only one throat to choke. So I order the software and the hardware and the services, the training and the support from the same company. Um, and that is not a bad choice at all, but it probably comes to you at a price because um, they have uh, ten, from the tendency, they have rather higher prices if they are the producers of the software. So my proposal is when you say I want to have software A, um, look to go to the producer and say, I buy your software, I buy your hardware, they're great but I'm looking for somebody else to implement it. Somebody who is more personal, who has more time to do it, and maybe as well has a better daily rate to do it for you and is more flexible. As well, uh, implementation lead times, which comes to your time planning, are uh, often shorter um, when you go to a, a specialized service company that is certified on the solution, but is not the vendor of the, or the producer of the solution. Rule five, agree on a fixed price order. I'm not quite sure about this one, Frank. You're going to have to explain this one to me. Yes, with pleasure. So the, in our uh, industry um, IT projects, uh, most of the projects will be done on a time and a material basis, which means uh, I'll give you a good judgment of the mandates that I need to implement the entire solution for you. But this is very much dependent on how you as a customer behave, how the circumstances are, how diligent I have done my uh, pre-checks. And what I then do is in these time and materials offers, because that could be much more than what was initially planned because I could not find a certain network socket, um, an interface is not working as expected, etc., etc., And that's driving up the cost. So if I take, go back to number two and say, I define the scope with my vendor in a painstaking detail, then I should ask him, say, okay, you now know everything. And I gave you all the opportunity to know even more. So please give me an offer that is fixed price, which means uh, you as the professional should be able to tell me how long you need. I have no chance in judging how many days you will need. And there is a lot of companies out there that do this. And then you can put it into your budget and you know it's not going to be more than what I initially budgeted. I mean, absolutely. I mean, there is this risk of um, cost spiraling out of control. Um, hotels in general only have a limited budget. 
Um, some might have deeper pockets, uh, as we know. But I guess also at the same time, um, we you have to make allowances for the fact that then something might crop up within the system, within the infrastructure that you didn't expect, that you couldn't see on initial inspection. Um, so I, I guess that it's about making sure you have those clear conversations uh, with your partners to be sure about, OK, what will I be charged if you find something unexpected? There's always a lot of unexpected things happening <laughs> in these projects. But uh, you as a customer, you should aim for not going blind into this and basically busting your expenses or your project budget um, right away. Uh, there's better ways to spend that money, even with the vendor to buying more add-ons instead of using it for, for services that you should not be using. Excellent. So we're halfway through. Um, now, you listeners out there, I know you're thinking, how can I keep track of these 10 rules? Don't you worry about it, um, because um, they are in the description of the podcast where you can uh, keep referring to them as you go on your uh, as you go and develop, develop your projects and, and your investments there. So rule six involve vendors of interface systems in time. So why is this so important? Um, it's actually one of the biggest time eaters in projects, unexpected time eaters, because in interface projects, there's always three parties involved. There is the vendor of the system you're implementing. There is the producer of the system that you are interfacing to. And there's yourself. And the most important thing, don't take yourself out of this equa equation because these two guys, the other two guys, they are not talking to each other or they're not enough talking to each other. Every one of your new implemented system vendor, he has its boundaries. He says, okay, I have an interface, it's certified. I'm going to do this exactly until I hand it over the, I'm handing over the data to the third party. And the third party says, yes, and I have my interface from here on and I take the data that you're getting. And as soon as they start testing it, they come across the issues, mapping problems, et cetera, which take time. And the, th the bad thing is you are paying this guy by the hour, assuming he is calling uh, writing an email to the third party vendor saying, I'm not getting, I'm sending the data, but I'm not getting the result. And then you're waiting for the reply. So you need to make sure that when the interface is going to be activated, that both sides are uh, available. In today's time, it, they don't have to be available uh, physically at your site, but they have to be available on the phone, on the internet, so that they can communicate and solve this problem quickly. It takes a lot of time, it is a lot of back and forth that says, no, it's not our problem, it's your problem. Check yourself. Yeah, I checked again, everything is fine, it's your problem. No, I checked again as well, it's not my problem. And then basically the money goes out of the window at the same time. So this is uh, have these guys talk and prepare your third-party vendors that something is going to happen weeks before. Make a, an appointment. And uh, that brings us actually to the next point. Rule seven, request a detailed work schedule. And that, that's my question there is like from who and what should it contain? Is it from your, your, your lead uh, system provider? It is a schedule from the lead system provider. We have created... A detailed scope. Uh, he knows the implementation timeline that we are aiming for. So when should the system go live? 
And based on that, he must, I say must, create a detailed schedule of what is happening when. There can be contingency times in there, but it is not only important because you need to tell your third-party connecting interface parties when they should be available for connecting, but you need to as well plan your entire stuff. When do they need to be available for questions and answers, for planning? When do they need to be available for training? Which departments are going to be trained when? Because always think you are running a, uh, an operation. I'm not exactly talking about the case where I'm opening a new hotel and everybody is available for it every time. But in many cases, you're implementing or updating something in a running system. So your receptionists, your housekeeping, your finance department, materials management, they all need to be present at a certain point. And it's nothing worse than either having the consultant waiting for your people to be finishing with something else or your people having uh, training and then their work is running away and everything is, customers are unhappy. So th that should not happen. And this can only be avoided by having a clear schedule where it says on Monday from three to five, Mr. Smith, you have your training. Be present. Um, and that then comes on to point eight as well, um, because it's check what your team can do. And I know we referred at the very beginning about involving a team as early on as possible. But it's also about really, I guess, understanding and managing expectations and deliverables of internal team members, because this is where sometimes it can cause a lot of delay, right? Exactly. Um when you have a new system implementation, whatever system it is, there is a certain amount of data that needs to be captured, collected, entered. Um, and there's two ways of doing this. There's one thing you say, hey, system A vendor, please do all that for me. Here's the lists, call me when you're ready. And the other option is to talk to them and say, okay, what can we do in this process? How early can we be involved in master data entry, in capturing of uh, historic data, in entering reservations, wherever, it, whatever region you are in, um, because that will take hours off the clock from your vendor because he doesn't have to do it. And at the same time, your own people are getting much more deeper involved in the system, understanding how it works, what the dependencies are, so that when the system goes live, they can immediately take advantage of what is required and what they bought. Um, while when you buy the full service part, it is um, the people don't know it. They say, here's your system, start, and then um, they look at it the first time, really. They say, okay, <laughs> I got a training. <laughs> hope for the best and, and that's not exactly where you are you're not going to get the return of investment there at all are you um so number nine and um i think you know again uh this just reiterates what we've been saying around sort of timeline your team and everything else is be present yeah the be present is the advice for the person that has to pay the party in a project like this there is a lot of decisions to make. 
if you are implementing a system, there's always options how to implement it. There's choices to do. And it costs a lot of time to wait for a decision in these projects. So if you are present, not only you are making sure that everyone is using the expensive time of a consultant of maybe two hour, $2 a minute uh, in, a, in the most useful way, but as well, be sure that nobody needs to wait for whether we are going to organize the housekeeping this way or that way, or whether we can make a, a report available to this person or to this person or to nobody. So be around all the time to answer questions of your staff to make these quick decisions. And this can be the project manager, absolutely. But it can be the owner or whoever is wanting to make sure that his money is wisely spent. We have so many projects where people say, hello, welcome, here's the computer, please start your magic. And then they disappear. <laughs> and at the end, we have done our magic, but just the best way we thought we can do it. Now we come yeah. to our final rule. Um, number 10, adjust your staff schedule. We have touched it on, it on it a little bit. What I'd like to emphasize on is treat a project and the points where the staff is involved in the process as a normal working task. So do not make the implementation of a new system already a burden to the people because it will create resistance. It will uh, slow down the adoption of the system. Uh, make sure that they have ample time to handle the tasks that an implementation requires. So make sure people have time for the project because then as well your trainers are not sitting around and waiting for expensive money uh, and as you say it, it does frustrate a lot of staff and and they they need to also really understand the reasonings behind the implementation of this technology and the benefits it's going to bring them now you i believe have one additional tip that you'd like to offer our listeners yes that's the free bonus tip oh no everything is free on this podcast fantastic so that's just the bonus tip and this is treat your consultants well. The consultants are the people that you are hiring to do this stuff. And these are these guys, they come to your site. They will stay for quite some time, a week, sometimes two weeks. So make sure they're having a good time because if they're having a good time, they will give you a good time. They will not write down every minute that you are requesting from them. They will give you some free customizations and uh, an extra report because they they run the show. They are not controlled by their boss. They are with you. They are there for you. And if you treat them well, which means give them a nice room, give them good food, give them something to drink in the evening, talk to them, tell them what you are thinking, they will all adopt that and make sure that you are happy at the end. And the most important thing to remember is every project has an afterlife. As soon as these guys leave, you will have the first question and you will have to ask someone. And then you, if you treat them very well, you can maybe have, or probably you have your, their mobile number and call them and ask them something instead of going into a support phone line, uh, trying to explain your problem. They know you and therefore it is always a good investment to just treat them nicely because then they will treat you nicely and make sure you're happy with your project. 
Absolutely. I would also say it starts even way before they arrive on site. It's before you even sign the deal. The better you treat your consultants from the very beginning, uh, the better deal you'll get, the better project uh, deployment and implementation, the best team you'll get. And as you say, Frank, the ongoing support, you will be a true partner. Um, and that is where the value is when you select the right partner in um, IT development projects. Absolutely, Ryan. Well, Frank, thanks very much for diving into those 10 simple rules. And simple as they are and really important for our listeners and for hotel executives to be really thinking about. Thanks again. Very welcome, Ryan. It was a pleasure talking to you. For more, go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes Marcoms digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.